0: Always another prospect. And once you get good at handling objections, sales get ten times more fun. Because it's like a real salesman know, right? The no is when the sales start.
1: Mm. If you figure out a way to kind of work memes and gifts in there, you're kind of um you're being a little bit more indifferent.
0: You're being a lot indifferent. Yeah, I yeah, like that. Man. I like
1: that. You're being playful.
0: And one thing you want to be mindful when you're following up, leave out the I'm just following up. Mm. Don't say I'm just following up. You say, hey, I'm giving you a holler, Mr. Tim, to see if you're ready to make a decision.
1: Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads Podcast. And today I've got my man Deshaun with me. What's up, baby? Um, We're talking about ways to get the deal done. Mm -hmm. And you were talking earlier about how impulse factors are a way to get more deals done. Can you tell me a little bit about what this is and why it matters to a roofing company and their sales team?
0: Yeah, nah. first and foremost, man, it's an honor and a privilege to be here, man. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on the podcast, and um, thank you for allowing me to speak to your sales team today, so that was pretty fun, man. Well, just the whole marketing company, yeah. but um, the impulse factors, why is it important, right? Because we as human beings, um, we buy off emotions and we justify off logic, mm-hmm. right? So exactly. most of the times, we make emotional decisions, mm-hmm. and then when we double back, we like, man, why I did that? Right? You ever so so you ever been into the store, you know, your wife ever been to the store, and she buy a pair of shoes, and then she leave the mall or whatever, and she's like, man, I shouldn't have bought that pair mm-hmm. of shoes, right? It's a very emotional buy. Mm-hmm. So we get impulsed all the time, mm-hmm. right? So for example, when you go to the grocery store, right?
1: Dude, you, well, I, I just got that skeleton. Right? I bought that skeleton at Target. Pure impulse. And I, I didn't really know why. Pure impulse. I wanted it, but then later on, I came up with a reason because it, it's good for our it's, something for our company. It's Halloween time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right?
0: You know, so you go down the cereal aisle, right? And then if you think about it, when you go down the cereal aisle, all the good cereal is at eye level, mm-hmm. right? But it's not at your eye level; mm-hmm. it's at kids' eye level. Because mm-hmm. in the cereal aisle, they're trying to impulse your kids mm-hmm. to get them to buy the Frosted Flakes and all these things like that, right? So I started once I started getting into sales, I started learning these impulse factors. So it's four impulse factors that make people buy immediately the first one is sense of urgency right who's really great at creating a sense of urgency um i think it's home shopping network right home shopping network where they got the timer in the side of the corner Mm, yeah like hey man we only got so many vacuums left you need to get a vacuum right so
1: oh dude i saw this great thing on on social the other day it was essentially like the most important question is why
0: now exactly why now why now? So with uh, with our industry, insurance restoration is so many laws, changes to where the sense of urgency is perfect. So the way we like to use a sense of urgency, hey, um, if you if you don't move forward now, um, you only got like six to eight months before insurance companies to, to try to find reasons where they don't want to pay for your roof mm-hmm. because technically homeowners got like 30 days to notify the insurance company in the event that damage happened to their property. Mm-hmm. So once you get out of that 30-day range, now we're playing with homeowners. We're like, hey – you actually outside of that 30-day range. Now your insurance company going to be finding reasons not to pay for it. So let's get something done today.
1: An HVAC company sold my wife the other day, and they did it on financing, but they were like, yeah, there's a law changing in January. And mm-hmm. there always is laws changing, yep. right? But in that case, there's a law changing, and we're going to have to charge more because of this particular law. Yep. And my wife uh, went for it and I said well you know you know you get to make these decisions I for trust the you well. you do the work for a lot of the stuff at the house so
0: you get to make these decisions but that's a prime example Yeah, sense of urgency they creating a sense of urgency hey in three months you're gonna be paying more money let's get the deal done today yeah. right so that's the first one sense of urgency second one um, fear of loss mm. fear of losing out yeah right who really good at that Jordans mm. Kanye West yeah right it, you, when Jordans drop, if you don't get them within that range, you, you're you not getting that 200 pair that drop. Mm. So now you got to buy them on the resale. So now you ain't get your Jordans for 200, you're paying 400 for your Jordans, right? So they create that fear of loss. Yeah. So when we knocking doors, when we're out there talking to homeowners, there's a couple ways we do the fear of loss. One way we do it is we let them know today's the only day we're in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, can you come back tomorrow? No, today's the only day we're going to be here. Mm You either either do business with us today. I might be in another neighborhood next week. Mm -hmm. Or the other way we do fear of loss is we let them know you're in the range of getting dropped by your insurance company. Mm -hmm. If you don't get the roof place now, they're going to drop you. Now they're going to be without insurance. Mm -hmm. So that fear of loss, right? So we try to create that fear of loss. So you got sense of urgency, fear of loss. Then you got the Jones effect. That's the most common use impulse factor. Mm -hmm. Hey, Tim did it. You should do it. Hey, you know, Mr. John down the street he did it you should do it. We
1: use that in marketing all the time. All the time. People like um, Seth Godin is one of the, like the badasses of marketing and he's like the most it's identity. Yep. It's people like me do things like this. Mm-hmm. People like us do things like this. Yep. And like if you can tap into that then it's very powerful and moves people along.
0: Yeah, cuz you know like for marketing they could be like, "Oh, well, our other $8 million roofing company. These are the results yeah. they got. They did it. Andy's mm-hmm. roofing did it. This, this roofing yeah. company did it. So that's who we do business with. So it's like, oh, well, if it's good enough for them, yeah. it's good enough for me. So, and,
1: and with the homeowners, like, you, you know, five houses down, they did the siding as well. And so you might want to take advantage of this, you know, the upgrade in that situation. And, and they're like, whoa, it seems like people like us are doing the siding, too.
0: Or people in our neighborhood, right? Yeah. So the Jones Effect, and then I, I got a special one with the Jones effect as well. I call it OPB, which is Other People's Builds. Mm-hmm. So I say if you're ever in a neighborhood knocking doors, right, and you see a build going up, mm-hmm. you should knock around that build. Even if it's not yours, mm-hmm. somebody else already did the work, and mm-hmm. you could use that as a Jones Effect to get business. Now, you don't take credit for the work. Yeah, you say, hey, no, we didn't do that roof, but we do the same thing they do. Help people get new roofs through the yep. insurance, and you just use somebody else' build Ooh, to generate. I business. I like that
1: because I always say do the twelve around your your mm-hmm. jobs, but if you if you need another way to get in there,
0: yep, I like I, that. I'm no, I'm a lot of people don't like it, but I'm like, man, I say the hardest thing to do is sell a roof, right? Like mm-hmm. go out there and generate that business yeah. and sell that roof. The best time to sell a roof is when a roof is going up. Mm. So I see contract roofers all the time sell a roof, and instead of working their bill, they out somewhere else in another neighborhood. (laughs) And I think it's the most idiotic thing. So I'm like, hey, if you ain't going to work it, I'll work it for you, right? (laughs) And then the last Jones effect, which is, in my personal opinion, not the Jones effect, the last impulse factor, which, in my personal opinion, is the most effective one of all four of them, is indifference. Hmm. Which is indifference is you don't care whether your client does business with you or not.
1: Hmm.
0: Like, you're indifferent against the sale. If they tell you yes, so what? They tell you no, so what? Right? Like, <clears throat> we always say, like, I always tell people, man, you don't have to deal with these problems before I do. I'm just trying to help you out. Like, yeah. But if you don't want my help, cool. And, you know, we, we don't make people feel like we need them. Yeah. Right? We We try to give people off, we try to give off the vibe of, like, I bring more value to the situation than you do, so I'm not begging for your business. Framing. You're framing framing the conversation. Exactly. In
1: a way that's like you are the powerful person in the positioning. Man, dude, one of the best books, one of the first books I ever read about sales was Pitch Anything. Have you ever read that? I love that book. That book changed the game for me. Yeah, he talks about framing so much in the most powerful frames, and and if if you are in the position of power – you know the laws around, you know, insurance, and you're able to actually equip them, but you don't, like, yeah, I like what you're saying. You don't need their I don't sale. need their business. I mean, because yeah. that's the thing. It's like, it is off-putting when somebody has commission breath, mm-hmm. right? And they're coming up to you, and ah, you can tell they need this. And and plus, why are you guys so needy all the time? Seriously, why are you Some, so, yeah. Like, you got, you should be in that mindset where I got deals coming to me if there's not And I mean, people give me shit about this because I shadowed a a roofing sales guy and he said this exact thing and he was a very high closing Mm -hmm. sales guy. And he goes, yeah, I just, I mean, there's 10 homeowners behind you that, that I can help. Yeah. I don't, I don't need this. And like people were commenting, I got 10 million views and like, or sorry, 10,000 views. That'd be dope though. I know, Um, right? uh, So people were commenting like, "Whoa, that doesn't, that's not nice to the homeowner if you don't need their business. But guess what? they're more likely to close they're more likely to close if you have a little bit of that you're not leading with the vibe you're just you have that vibe in the back of your mind
0: it's it's human nature right because even when you like a female right like in high school if you liked a girl right yeah women never liked a man that was super needy like if if they say they liked you and you like texting them every day calling them every day like it it turns them off and they kind of pull back now if you do the opposite if you pull back then they come to you. They like, whoa! No. I thought you liked me. Dang! I don't hear from you no more. Mm-hmm. I thought we was cool. Homeowners the same way. If you showing up to that homeowner house and you, they can sense your neediness, they take advantage of you. Now, if you show your homeowners like, hey, listen, I don't need you. I'm just here to help you. If you mm-hmm. want my help, cool. If you don't, no big deal. I'm just gonna just go help somebody else. They got a different respect for yeah. you because they see that you're not there, like needing their business to yeah. succeed. So that last impulse factor is indifference. And another thing that go key with indifference is emotional maturity, mm. which is <clears throat> which is if you get a big roof, cool. If you get a small roof, cool. Like you maintain that mm. same level of even-keeledness. First, mm. if you close a big deal, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got a big deal. So you got to maintain that mm. emotional maturity. That's
1: good. Man, yeah, another badass of marketing. Sorry, I have a lot of marketing. Oh, yeah. so, Uh he was taught the book is business made simple Donald Miller mm-hmm. and he talks I had everybody in the company read it so it's pretty it's pretty good um, it is he talks about just making it it's the same concept but he talks about making a, a an easy game and he talks like it's fine either way you know And it's yeah. basically the same topic he um, he just he was relating it back to dating and like in high school and stuff like that and like people don't want to date the guy that like is going to go kill himself if he doesn't if he don't a, get a date yeah yep. like that that's scary man like so if you need it they don't want it you know what I mean like 100% and I just love I love that analogy because it, it you know we've all been there yeah. I've been in a position where, I've been in a position where I've been a little I need, I wanted it a little too much and text they can, me back please yeah yeah they can, <laughs> they can smell it on you you know so I think that it it How do you get out of that though? Like, how do you get, if you're in that now, let's say somebody's watching this, is in a little bit of a funk, and they wanna get out of that. Do they have to fake it till they make it to get out of that funk and act like they're not, they don't need this? And then will they get out of it? Or, cause to get that momentum going, where do you start? Are you sick of what passes for leads these days? Not much, unless you wanna be the lowest bidder on every job. i wear a lot of hats, but search engine marketing and website, I've passed off to a Google specialized team.
0: So the first thing they need to do is be consistent with their grind, why? Because they needy, because they're not putting in enough work. So they'll take any deal that come their way, red flags, any type of situation. So first and foremost, be consistent. Six days a week, four hours a day, or whatever you choose mm. to do. But if you're out there, you'll get deals. And once you start getting deals, you get less needy. Mm. When you don't have any deals, you'll sign up anybody that come to you. So the first thing to do to get out of that funk is get out there and be consistent. Yep. You know what I mean? When you market marketing enough, You're not tripping by that one roofer that said no, why? Because you got 15 other roofers that you can follow up with, that Mm -hmm. you can call, right? So when you got a big pipeline, it doesn't bother you whether somebody said yes or no.
1: I will say, even when we haven't, like just related to our thing, I've tried to be selective even when we didn't have a a full pipeline. Yep. Because I don't want to, because it's very important to me, our reputation is extremely important to me, so I need to make sure there's no like, well there's not going to be never any but you know there's not too many people out there that didn't feel like we had alignment yep. with what we said we were going to do and like that every you know that we delivered and there's reasonable expectations that we could live up to and there are homeowners too yeah. that you don't want to work with that that oh, no roofing that a roofing company should avoid um, so it's almost like saying like getting into that selective mindset before you can actually be selective so you're like if i can get a five star review and a referral out of this person. That's when I want this, this roof. I feel like sometimes getting into that selectivity mindset, do you think do you think that transfers over to roofing or am I out of place there?
0: No, selectivity is everything because mm-hmm. even when we're out there knocking doors, right, it's a lot of homeowners that say, can you eat my deductible? Can yeah. you cover my deductible, right? So those are the perfect guys to be selective with. Hey, how you doing? We're a little bit selective yeah. with who we do business yeah. with. You may not even qualify for our mm-hmm. services, yeah. right? A lot of people want us to cover deductibles. We're just trying to make sure you're not one of those yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And then now people are yeah. like, Oh no, I wow. yeah. I w I wanna qualify. And I'd say that
1: like kinda like implies that you might be unethical if you're gonna eat the exact which which might have implications on the service that you're providing and that you might cut corners. I've so actually like had a guy lose use a this deal. To close more deals. Yeah.
0: I had a guy lose a deal because he ate a deductible. Yeah. Told the homeowner up front, man, listen, I just wanna get in this neighborhood. Yeah. We'll cover your deductible. We just want this corner house. We just wanna have our sign up. Do let us file the claim, everything, called him back, said, Hey man, like you guys but the fact that you want to cover my deductible that made me feel uncomfortable i'm going with somebody else
1: yeah because a lot of these homeowners like maybe the thousand dollars isn't much but maybe the like the 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 fear of getting some kind of like like they're probably not gonna yeah but i mean like the fear of getting some kind of prosecution or something like that is a bigger deal to them than the thousand
0: dollars the thought of insurance for like that kind of turns some people off so Selectivity is everything. Even, you know, when I'm vetting roofing companies, I make them fill out a company questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, fill out this questionnaire just see if we're a good fit for each yeah. other. And, oh, well, I hope so, man, or X, Y, and yeah. Z. So I think selectivity is everything, and I think certain sales people master that sooner than later. Yeah. But for all my new guys out there, let's say if you're within like six months to a year, start getting selective, start learning how to sell with indifference because once you do that, then you become a force to be reckoned with. I love that.
1: Okay, so we covered the basics. Can you say them one more time for me the four?
0: Sense of urgency, fear of loss, indifference, and the Jones effect.
1: All right, I love those. And I feel like those are all like things to like close the deal. These are like yep. factors to help you close the deal. It's like it is a little bit around that like that moment of getting a signature, right? Is there anything else that you'd say is to get more signatures this week, yep. these guys could do, that somebody watching this could do. Man.
0: Oh man, to get more signatures this week, right? Outside of just being out there and putting in the work, right? Because um it's a Chinese proverb that says, if a man works hard, the land will not be lazy. Right? So I think a lot of guys don't work hard enough to get enough <laughs> deals, right? No. So that's the first and foremost, get out there. Second thing I would say to help you close more deals, learn how to find the learn how to be in the right neighborhoods. Mm. What do I mean by that? you need to be in neighborhoods 15 to 20 years old, 14 to 20 years old, why? Because you wanna go where you celebrate it and not tolerate it, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of these guys just driving around, pulling up in the neighborhood, get out and they knock. But if you take time to prepare, do a little bit of research, Go at home at night. Like, look around. Take your hail map and really find these profitable Shout neighborhoods. Shout out to hail trace. Shout out to hail trace, baby. Right? So, if hey, you, get,
1: a, get Deshaun on your shit. <laughs> hey, this yeah. is this is a good guy to collaborate with if you're a brand serving roofer. <laughs> Much love, right? When it comes down to you know trying to find business in the winter, when when the storm's over, when there's no fresh damage to work, we'll go back to hail trace. We'll track down a swath that you know most contractors haven't had the opportunity to go out and, and address yet because they're so busy chasing the big storm. You know, as long as we've got a date within reason, we can chase that storm, we can pick up jobs, we can pick up leads.
0: So you take your Hell Trace map, right? And you go out there and you map out your neighborhoods and now you got 20 to 30 neighborhoods to where you can pull up in. So now you're more efficient. Now you're not wasting time driving around. And when you're in the right neighborhoods, man, you meet the right people, right? So what I mean by that, when you pull up in them 15 to 20 year neighborhoods, even if these people don't necessarily got damage, they're thinking about replacing their roof. Mm-hmm. So now you're knocking on the door and they like, We've been thinking about getting the roof done. Mm-hmm. You're like, that's why I'm here. So now you got a higher chance of closing mm-hmm. because these people actually need your service. These people actually got problems. You can actually provide those solutions to them. But a lot of people drop the ball on finding the right neighborhoods, man. Once I got really good at finding neighborhoods, that's when my business exploded. Mm-hmm.
1: I love it. How about the, the, talk to me about follow-up? Talk to me about, like, what do you text when a deal goes cold? What do you what do you do when a deal goes cold? Do you text and call? Do you do the double, the one two? Sometimes I do that, like or man with B 2 B, I go on Facebook Messenger. I'll call them on Facebook manager, Messenger because it's louder. The, the ring <laughs> the ring is louder. Um, but like, what do you do if like that last couple like oh, I think this one should close. This seems like a good this seems like a deal that should be closing. Where do you how many times do you follow up? And I'm how, glad you, what, asked do you that. what do you do?
0: So I'm a little bit different than most people when it comes to follow up. I'm a firm believer because I'm a heavy door knocker, right? So I'm a firm believer the way I met you is the way I'm going to follow up. Mm. So I'm not going to text you. I'm not going to call you because you can look at my text and not answer. You can mm-hmm. look at my phone call and not answer. Mm-hmm. But when I'm at your door mm-hmm. and I'm peeking at you through them blinds <laughs> and you see me like, yeah. dang, he out there, and I'm steady <laughs> knocking, yeah. now you got to deal with me face to face. Yeah. And I think that's way more difficult for somebody to tell you no in person Mm -hmm. than it is for them to tell you no through a text over a phone. Mm -hmm. So don't get me wrong, I do text. Hey, Mr. Temp, reaching out to you, see if you're ready to make a decision when it comes to doing the roof. Um, we did find enough damage, the insurance company will pay for this, right? Send them that text. They don't respond. Cool beans. I'm sending an email. I learned this from Dale Childress, so I want to give them credit. When I send the email, I put the R. Master closer, yep, baby. I put the R-E in the subject line because it looked like they already replied. So then when they're emailing you back, it says R-E in it.
1: Ooh, I like that so one. So now
0: they think they already replied back. So yeah. they're like, oh, what is this? Yeah, and they're more guy, prone yeah. to open it, right? And then. Um, I
1: will throw out here just a yeah. just a shout out for memes. Mixing a meme with your sales follow
0: up. I saw you post that, man. Yeah. I saw you post that. I feel
1: that. like if you can if you can get them to laugh, dude, they're gonna respond. Or if you like, it also just feels like empathy. I think like
0: Dang, you're I don't trying do to be them funny, like that. yeah,
1: like and I, like if you're trying to get them like, it feels like you're you're being more human if you're sending them a, a gift or a meme. Did or you something. post the
0: thing when it said, "Hey, don't leave me hanging," and it's the roof of falling off the roof?
1: I did, I don't think I did, but I think it's good. Yeah. You should use that. Find that image. and yeah, like, I've seen
0: somebody pose that one.
1: That's good shit. Basically, t- to me, anything where you can you can get a few memes or GIFs or something like that, that kind of like just a way to cut through with a different thing and may- maybe just break it open out of just like so serious. Because sometimes sales get so serious. It's so serious. And yeah. like in this way, like if you did this, if you figure out a way to kind of work memes and GIFs in there, you're kind of um, you're being a little bit more indifferent
0: you being a lot indifferent. Yeah, I yeah, like that. Yeah. I like
1: that. You're being playful. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And most salespeople aren't playful. Yeah. And then the last way we're doing it, we're just pulling up to the dough, man. Once we send the email, send the text, send the call, good voicemail, mm-hmm. right? And one thing you want to be mindful when you're following up, leave out the I'm just following up. Mm. Don't say I'm just following up. You say, hey, I'm, I'm giving you a holler, Mr. Tim, to see if you're ready to make a decision.
1: I say I'm sorry for following up. No. I don't think that's right. (laughs) I think that's wrong. Yeah,
0: I'll never say I'm sorry about these. I say I'm
1: sorry to bug you. Like, I don't I do think I'm doing it right. I say I'll be brief. Hey, how you
0: doing? Mr. Tim, I'll be brief. Reaching out to you to see if you're ready to make a decision with the Mm -hmm. roof, man. We did find enough damage to where we can help you get this thing paid Mm -hmm. for. And you are within that window to where your insurance company going to be, like, not deciding to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So let's get a decision done soon, man. So I'm still using the impulse factor. Right? And then... I'm trying to put them in a position to make a decision, mm-hmm. not saying, I'm just following up to see where I, you at. Yeah. I'm just, nah, I'm, call, I'm, I'm reaching out to see if you're ready to make a decision when moving forward. Mm. And Then I'm going to the house, that's the last one, and now you got to look me in my face and tell me, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And if I catch you in person, I'm going to close you nine times out of ten. Okay. You know. So that's the ways I follow up. I always say the best way to follow up with people is the way you met them, and if you met them from knocking on their door, it's okay to go follow up with them at the house.
1: All right, I love it. Now, let's say they didn't close. Let's say they're 1 out of 10. Yep. They didn't close. We talked, uh, so it was awesome. Deshaun came and he did a training for our whole team. It was fantastic. I had uh, the biggest, uh, what do you call them, pit bull?
0: Yeah, yep, bulldog.
1: Pick bulldog in our, in our organization say, this is the best training we've had. So sorry if you're one of those other trainers that's come in. <laughs> uh, but basically... He's, I said the best, you gotta get to know sometimes, and then when you do get to know, ask why. And you said, I would say it a little differently. So wh- what would you say if they said no? They say no.
0: Yeah, but you so, wanna get better, so. Yep. So um, when people tell me no, right? I know a lot of people say, well, what did I do wrong? What could I do to own your business, right? So I'm, I'm big on asking interrogative questions. Mm-hmm. So some people call them open end. some people call them closed-in. Mm-hmm. I call them verb-led. Mm-hmm. versus an interrogative. So what's a verb lead? Yes, no, and maybe. Why you don't want to do this? Because I don't want to. That's a verb led. Mm-hmm. They it it, it it doesn't open up the sales process, right? So I, I'm more interrogative. Hey, so I understand you decided you didn't want to move forward. If you don't mind me asking, what was your biggest concern about moving forward with the insurance process? Mm-hmm. If you don't mind me asking, what was your biggest hesitation? If you don't mind me asking, why why wouldn't you want to take advantage of such a great opportunity? Mm -hmm. So now when I'm asking those questions, they just can't say, because I don't want to. It's like, well, this kind of bothered me. Mm -hmm. Well, I was hesitant about this, right? So what that does is it reopens up the sales process. Now you got another opportunity to close that deal. Why? Because now they just gave you the real objection. Mm-hmm. Originally, they just told you, no, they didn't want to move forward. Mm-hmm. Now you just said, what was that big hesitation? What was your biggest concern? Now they done told you.
1: Now you're saying,
0: oh, okay, now you can isolate it. So now you're saying, hey, so, Mr. Tim, if I can ensure X, Y, and Z, can we do business, sir? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, man, if you can. So you telling me, Mr. Tim, if it wasn't for this, this, we'll be doing business today right now? hmm Well, yeah, if it... so if I can assure X, Y, and Z, can we get the deal done? Mm-hmm. You might get another objection at that point. Exactly right, but at least you at least you reopened up the sales process, and it went from a hard no mm-hmm. to now is another opportunity to possibly get back in there.
1: And I'll throw in some plugs for my usual things, which are one, every single one of those reasons that you get after the no, if you do get reasons, is a great piece for content. Exactly, it's a it's a great thing that you can do a video on on social media or do a blog post about and then if you did a video, I've been telling everybody this because it's from the visual sale by, oh shit. Um, I can't remember the dude's name, but um, the visual sale, super good. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically, then you have a video that you can send to anyone from then on. Let's say if they're texting over and they said, oh, they mentioned this reason, again, you can always send them that video.
0: It's a good idea.
1: Um, It also gets you excited about Objections.
0: I agree. Which I think I, I love a lot objections. of. I,
1: lo, I think some roofing salespeople like that scares the daylight. Oh of man,
0: I get that all the time. How you handle this objection? Deal with this objection? I'm like, bro, you need to get out there consistently. Yeah. That way, you can become numb to objections. Actually, hear them enough to where I know a guy. His name, um, Kenny. Kenny, the funny salesman. I can't think of his last name. But um, he says anytime you hear an objection, he writes five to ten comebacks to that one objection.
1: Ooh, I like that. That's good. Yeah, it's dude. really good. Yeah. Most
0: roofing salespeople they hear an objection and they get defeated. Yeah. When I hear an objection, I'm like, Ooh, okay. How can next time we hear that? How do we overcome that? Well,
1: why? Why do you feel that way? Why? Because I have the same reaction. Why do you feel? Is it the indifference?
0: I don't think it's the indifference. My personal opinion. I think it's the. I think it's a. Uh, the innate ability to compete. Mm. So I think as a natural competitor, like even on, on your wall it says, champion for the underdog, go mm-hmm. up the underdog, right? Which, yeah. which tells me you already got a championship mindset, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like people who love to win, when they lose, they're like, you ain't going to get me again. Mm-hmm. You got me once with that objection. That ain't going to yeah. happen twice, right? So now we already preparing for that situation versus people who don't have that innate ability to compete, they're defeated.
1: Yeah, and I think it comes down to a little bit of, like, you may not be having enough at-bats right now. Exactly. And that might just mean you need to get heavier duty on the act- the consistency and the activity. 100%. The activity will give you confidence because there's always another prospect.
0: Always another prospect. And once you get good at handling objections, sales get 10 times more fun because it's like a real salesman know, right? The no is when the sales start. Mm-hmm. The objection is when we actually in a very good spot. Because mm. now you 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 really want to buy, mm-hmm. but you're trying to justify why you don't want to buy. And maybe
1: some of the defeat that you feel is lack of belief. Lack of in belief. what you do and why it's better than anyone around and why they bet I gotta get them. I'm gonna do my absolute best to get them to purchase. I feel good about that because I know that what we're doing is better. Really good. And I wanna I wanna help. That person get it so like you don't you shouldn't if you feel bad and somebody says no or feel like they have objections or something like that you're probably you probably have low belief in what you're selling a little bit and i would challenge you to this might be spicy but go somewhere where you believe in it
0: more no i agree or work with somebody who builds your belief Mm -hmm. Right, because I'm a firm believer, I tell people all the time, it's not about the height of your knowledge, it's about the depth of your conviction, right? Mm -hmm. It's about how much you believe in what you do. People buy that before they buy how much you know about what you do. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think, if I know the roof of material, if I know this, if I know that, if I know this, then they're going to buy. And I'm like, no, they buy when they see how deep your conviction is.
1: Mm -hmm. And some people might not even, like, well, I just said go somewhere else. But you might find the lack of belief there too because it's, it's actually you it's you and and why don't you believe it because if you if you believe that you are going to make sure that this gets done right and you know you believe that you're a roofing company but you also believe in yourself and your your diligence on the details and making sure stuff is done well and i know that I, we could get into how much of that should be the roofing mm-hmm. salesperson versus project management and yeah. different things but there is some component of it that's you. And maybe you don't believe in your own, what you're doing.
0: I also want to add on top of that is um, maybe you need to get a roof approved and see the excitement on a homeowner's face. And that really what helped my belief go to a deeper mm-hmm. level. Because when I saw a homeowner, when I saw it was real. Mm-hmm. When I first got into this thing, man, I'm like, what, insurance company paying for a roof? Man, that's mm-hmm. not like a scam. Like, I thought the same thing. Yeah. And then I saw people go through the process and worked it works for And I'm like, no, nah, this legit. So nobody could deter me when they said it's a scam. No, nah, I ain't worried about you, bro. I don't see too many homeowners get taken care mm-hmm. of. And that's what really helped my belief go to a deeper level. So hang in there. Let your first homeowner get that roof installed, and your belief will go skyrocket through the roof.
1: Mm, I love it. Well, know what you guys should do? You guys should have Deshaun Bryant into your roofing company. He will give you uh, a training that your people will not forget. He will give you give them actionable tips to close more deals. Yep, and make um, more money, baby. And you do ongoing training for roofing companies as well? We usually
0: do a monthly check-in. Right now we're working on a retainer, and okay. we're also working on the online platform so they can stay plugged in.
1: But nonetheless, The Roof Hustlers, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out. It was thank good to have you, brother. Baby. And the podcast is put out. What is your .com, by the way?
0: Uh, we don't got a website yet, I know. Okay, The Roof Hustlers on
1: Instagram, Facebook,
0: And uh, TikTok TikTok. and uh, YouTube.
1: Well, um, the the podcast is put on by HookAgency.com, HookAgency all over social. Thank you for watching and for listening.
0: Be blessed. Bye.